but two water girls and the head coach came out to check on the player. So, so shockingly, they don't have a medical staff. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Pour, so, pour some testing on it. like laying there writhing in pain, and the commentators are like, oh, it looks like number 68 is hurt. Um, we don't know who he is. He's, he's, like, not, on the he's not listed on the roster. <laughs> he so no idea who he was. There's nobody going out to help him. Yeah. And then they just like cut to commercial. And then they probably, was, I would imagine they just drag him off the field. <laughs> sitting in the corner somewhere. Bro, you're really fucking this up forever. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Mayo Boys Podcast, Episode Three. This is a late night edition of the this Mayo is a Boys. Very, very late night edition, almost early morning edition <laughs> of the Mayo Boys Podcast. Due to time constraints and prior obligations, we are getting uh, more and more. What's the answer? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, accommodating. Yes. <laughs> to, to, to to the world, um, but. We've got a lot to talk about today. Um, I guess I'm excited. For a lot this. about a few things. Um, quite possibly the best bamboozlement to ever take place <laughs> in high school athletics happened uh, in the past week. It's just incredible. I don't know how so many people had to mess up for this to occur, and I'm glad they did because we got to experience one of the best sports stories. It's just like it's it's such a collaborative collaborative effort of just pure just incompetence. Like, yeah, and complete incompetence. <laughs> like complete lack of research. Just every I feel like this is just the biggest example of like, I'm just gonna take your word for it yeah. <laughs> type thing that's ever happened. So if you haven't guessed by now, we're talking about Bishop Sycamore. The of Bishop Sycamore Centurions. The, yeah, I mean, one of the best bishops to ever live. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, for those of you who don't know um, who or what this team is, it is a quote-unquote high school in the Columbus area of Ohio. Heavy um, on the air quotes. Heavy on the air quotes. Um that apparently doesn't exist. It's not a school. No. Let alone, not even really a football team. There isn't a According building. to the performance I saw against yeah, IMG. About one quarter of a football team, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Oh, boy. Okay, so just a brief history. Um, we'll kind of bounce back and forth. We'll just right. have a bullet points. Um, Roy Johnson, who was the eventual, well, I guess. He was the head he coach. Used, used to be the coach. Yeah, He was former recently head coach. fired. Um, rightly so. Was Who eventual. fired him? Yeah, like apparently they have a director of ops. I feel like aren't they on the same team on this? I f- yeah, I feel like they're both in on this scam. Yeah, I would imagine like they were they were probably in in bed together, is he trying or, to in, sacrifice in the coach to save face. Yeah, he's like, I mean, after a gigantic mishap like that, like you have to do something. They like, really they they flew too close to the sun on this one. Yeah, they. They saw I mean, they did get embarrassed on national television. But they got on in television. In more than one front. And he also, like, had a warrant out for his arrest. That's the boldest move yeah, right that there. Is, that might have some more to do with his firing than anything else. But, so anyway, um, Roy Johnson, who was the coach, um, started an online charter school, I think back in 2018. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. As uh, Christians of Faith Academy was their original... Title, moniker, whatever you want to call it, and that that school lasted, 
I think not even a year. <laughs> they had to get they had their license Lasted revoked. Months. Yeah, months. They had their license revoked because they couldn't prove that anybody was actually taking a class. Yeah. Or that they even had a curriculum at all. Do you remember do you remember the movie Accepted? I do. That's I mean, even those they yeah. those kids pulled it off. Right. Like they made I would totally believe that that was a real school. Oh, absolutely. I mean they're teaching they more things than the normal colleges. They got teaching. busted within months. Yeah. They were not good at <laughs> covering this up whatsoever. <laughs> I can just imagine as an online school that's a front for a football team, like to get busted before I mean, I would imagine before most of your classes would have taken yeah. place. It's not even um, fall break yet. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what does that website look like? It just like you click on classes and it just says, ha, ha, ha. It's just like a bunch of laughing. It's just like their curriculum. Yeah, it just it's just you, memes, it's meme just, class. It's just a link to Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> it's a link to like PDFs of like and like pictures of textbooks. That people have taken on like a Motorola Razor yeah. phone like yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm curious what the staff page looks like. You just have like three people. It's all the same guy with like a mustache <laughs> in, in, in on. In a different outfit. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like different sweaters in each yeah. picture. <laughs> He's dressed as a woman in one. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, then in 2019, uh, they revamped and became the Youth Build Centurions, which was another online charter school with a football team. <laughs> so many red flags. Yeah, I feel like they're just moving through the mascots at this yeah. point. Like, all right, we need a new mascot. They're they're starting to catch on. This just absolutely sounds like a massive scam of an AAU team, like at best. So yeah, and it's just like it's like they're just putting words together. Yeah, and then throwing in the name of a mascot on the like Youth Build Centurions, Christians like, of Faith. Yeah. <laughs> Academy. Uh, Noted rivals of Christians without faith. Academy. (laughs) We we play the school of the blind every year. Oh, man. And then 2020 eventually rebranded as the now Bishop Sycamore. Um, Are they still the Centurions? They are. Yeah, that's what I thought. They didn't bother to change that one. Yeah, it's kind of funny because their jerseys are literally just pure black and like gray pants. But they have the the mascot on their polos. Yep. Like they, but they didn't put them on the jerseys. No. They just put them on the polos that they're that well, their I mean, coaches you got to make sure the coaches have the freshest Nike polos. Yeah, you're, you're on ESPN. ESPN. You want to pull out all the stops. <laughs> make sure make sure the adults look good. Yeah, but you all got to share helmets. Yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Uh, sorry, Barb, our cuss. Um, so, but anyway. Um, they played in October 2020. That was their first year as Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, I think. Well, I, th- I think September of 2020. They that's had when their they first started. Game. Yeah, yeah, that's when they started. Got that blasted. Was, yeah, that was when they officially got a max prep. Like, yeah. Like that was when they became a real team. Because if you're on max preps, that's officially it. Like yeah. you're 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 now a high school football team. But in 2020, they unofficially went five and six, only playing one Ohio school because. They're not a member yeah. of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. How many awkward? Which I feel like is a big red part. Flag. Bit, yeah, or like yeah, or, or what a team. If you're a high school football team in Ohio, 
you should probably be a part of the high school athletic association. That that feels to me like they were like, we can't tell Ohio that we're here because then they're going to come ask if we actually are yeah. a school. There's that to play every other high school yeah. in the surrounding area that's not play, in Ohio. We're going to play a bunch of teams from like Texas and Virginia that can't yeah. look up and see that we're not yeah, actually so, a school. So that probably explains why they're playing all these like powerhouse teams because those oh, powerhouse yeah. teams can afford to go cross states. Yeah, and play these other teams because they just have unlimited money and access to resources. So yeah, um, but yeah, so September 2020 was their first registered start of their season. But the year before that, 2019, back when they were still youth build, they had a game canceled because a potential opponent at the time learned or had a suspicion that they had multiple players on their team who were over the age of tw- or over the age of 18 some of them in like their low 20s. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Seems suspicious. Seems like the scam hasn't yeah. changed much over the years. Yeah, so they uh, they're definitely consistent. Yeah. Um so yeah, and then I think That's also the first year 2020 was the first year they played IMG Academy. Yeah. It's not the first time this game on ESPN last week wasn't the first time they played. Yeah, I would say they don't have a great record against IMG, but they really don't. They don't have a great record against anyone. They actually scored played. in this game, though. They, they did actually 56 score. to 6. Yeah. They, had, they had a coach out there as fullback. He just punched it in the <laughs> Proud end. Proud of that touchdown. Yeah. His whole team was created for him to relive his glory days. Absolutely. I mean, the, these are definitely the vibes that they're giving me. Or it's just like, I, I mean, if you're that, if you're in your low 20s, I mean, are you. At that point, are you a college dropout or you're just like a high school player who's just refusing to quit playing high school football? Because <laughs> yeah. some of them they were saying had like or like were like D one talented guys or D two talented guys yeah. that were like coming back to play again and it's for whatever reason, probably like they couldn't make the grades or something like that. Uh, yeah, probably. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like a last chance you style, like high last school. Last chance you high school. Yeah, last, last, last chance high school. Hey, new TV series. That idea is trademarked by Bam Chudley. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, man. But they actually do it. Like, but they actually had Juco players on the team. Yeah. That's from what I, from what I heard. And I mean, some Juco studs are, are great, but I guess not these guys. <laughs> See, we got. All right, see here we can keep moving until we get to present day here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was saying April 2021 this year is when they really started to try and ramp things up with yeah. the uh, whole Bishop Sycamore thing. They got they created a website that is now closed. Yeah. It was open for a few days I after tried all to this. Find it, and it was yeah, yeah. It was shut down. It mentions absolutely nothing about academics, yeah, uh-huh. class structure, like where these kids actually go to school. Uh-huh. But on the application for the school. It asked them for their height, weight, and position. Yeah, and then they also I saw that they had posted on the website that they host like private college like workouts. Yeah, and like showcasings, which I'm fairly certain is illegal for yeah. like colleges to just appear and have a whole camp and showcase at a high school. Right, and and then they also they were asking players to submit their highlight clips. Yeah, as like recruiting process. Yeah, it was like the like, application. What? The application process yeah. was like a a five minute YouTube video on how to like create a huddle clip. Yeah, to, like, <laughs> but I guess if you're not a part of the Ohio 
high school athletic association. You don't have a governing body. Yeah. So you pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. That's the thing about scams. This man was in like the Mer- uh, the Bernie Madoff situation where like he's like, I got to get at least one of these kids to go to an actual college so I can yeah. like create a rep. Like none of these kids are doing. I got to have a bio on this website of yeah. some success. Yeah. We're gonna have one guy that because our record ain't doing it. One guy that sits the bench for four years at Kansas and he's gonna be plastered all yeah. over our website as this success story. Bishop Sycamore Hall of Fame. Yeah. Just one guy. <laughs> so uh, that brings us to this season. Yeah. And this is when they flew a little too close to the sun. <laughs> these timelines are just ridiculous. I want to know how early they scheduled these games because they played two days before <clears throat> they played IMG Academy. Literally two days. In Pennsylvania. Yeah, right. <laughs> like in a different state, two days before they played another team. What was it called? They have a weird high school name. It's Rosox. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. S-O-X. Yeah, I don't know what, what's going on there. But, I mean, they beat Bishop Sycamore, so yeah. they're in the record books and they got, forever now. And then they play, actually, they played three games in ten days. I saw they played that, the week yeah. Before they played that, August, August 19th. They lost to uh, Archbishop uh, Hobart. Hoban. Hoban, yeah. I think that's uh, a pretty prestigious school. It is, like, yeah. They have a lot of D1 talent, I think, yeah. that comes out of that from what I've seen. Um, they lost thirty-eight to nothing, yeah, against uh, Archbishop, and then nineteen. They lost nineteen to seven against Rosox, and then scrambled to get to where did they? I guess they play IMG at home in Florida. They played at IMG. At IMG, yeah. yeah. They don't. They don't have a home field. That would make sense. Yeah. Yep. They don't, they don't have anything. You're right. They don't have an address. They don't. They, they, they do don't have, have an address. They don't have an online field. Their address leads to some like random condominium duplex. It's just duplex in some random Ohio. It's probably like the coach's yeah. house. It's literally just a picture from Google Maps. Like yeah, it's just this is the it. Google Street this is View. Where all of our, it's where all of our classes take place. Yeah. Oh man, for all seventeen of our players, and their other addresses. Yeah, like you said, the Franklin College Library. Yeah, it's literally a different college's library. Yeah, like we're just gonna use this. We're just gonna pretend like this is ours. Can we? Can we rip this address for our website? With your three thousand dollar tuition, we got you yeah. free library cards. Yeah. So as it goes from, uh, I think what twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, I don't think they have. Well, okay, in twenty twenty they. "Quote unquote" again went five and six, but none of it's proven. Yeah, and then in 2020 they don't have a countable or recordable win. So not only are they cheating horribly, they're so bad at it. They're getting destroyed, like getting embarrassed on national television while playing grown men. Yeah, against these high school kids who are just destroying. They have literally. okay. Speaking of which, we got their starting quarterback, a kid named Jalen Knight. Uh-huh. On his Twitter account, he lists him as a three-star 2023 prospect, <laughs> which he's not. Yeah. He's not that. But he also has a huddle page from a completely different high school that says he would have graduated this past spring. Checks out. Yeah. And their their backup quarterback is the same way. He has a 24-7 profile that lists him as a 2021 recruit from a high school in California. Jesus Christ. I would assume that the only pass I could possibly give that is that a lot of high schoolers got an extra year of eligibility because of this COVID thing. But yeah. why go play at Bishop Sycamore? Like, just yeah, stay with the real school. Unless they just didn't want to go to school. They're just there has like, to I can be come here and play football and not actually go to school. But they like 
it's, it feels like a huge scam because they tell the kids that there is school. I know they tell, especially the parents of the kids who's like move across the country, right? And then whatever, they show to go up to there. some dude's house. Yeah, the and they're place. and they're living in a Holiday Inn Express. That they can't even pay for. <laughs> no, it's bouncing checks. Yeah. They have to move hotels. Yeah, hey, coach had a warrant out for his arrest for fraud, two fraudulent checks for like three thousand dollars from the night before they played yeah. IMG. So literally had a fresh less than 24 hour warrant out for his arrest while they're playing IMG while he's on national television his name's everywhere you know as soon as soon as IMG was taking that like final knee on the field they were like the coach was like all right we got to get to the bus we got to get to the bus we got to go we got to go we got to get past we got to get past state lines yeah I got to go write another check for the airport so I can get out of here He's just he's just bouncing checks all the way back to Columbus. Yeah, they got nothing. One of the there was a quote from the uh, there was an article on Complex that quoted two anonymous players that played for the team that don't play for there anymore, and they said one player said they were supposed to be practicing at Ohio State, but they ended up practicing in the lawn right outside the apartment complex. <laughs> I guess they're not really wrong. No. They're like, you can see it. It's no, right there's, there. There's, there it is see right the there. Yeah. There's a gate to it right there. And just walk them past it. What a, what a statement. You're like, hey, we're going to practice at Ohio State facilities. Yeah. It's like, how are you expecting to hold that up? Like, that lie it can only last you, for so long. How do you explain it when you're in the parking lot? <laughs> just, yeah. Are we going to go in? Like, nope. The old lady, like, yeah. bringing in her groceries is, like, yeah. dodging like, player around us. Post out across the middle. They told us us we could use this corner of the parking lot from H7 to F8. This is our corner. We're just going to put some fake tracks. Overthrows it and just hits a car. Just lays lays a bad check on the windshield. Oh, man. They They said they didn't even practice towards the end of the season. He said they'd just. They're too busy playing games every day. He said they'd meet once a week and they'd go straight to the games. It's, it's like, like no it's wonder like a seven on seven. Yeah, like, they just show up when they're there. Yeah, at some point, like even the people that are like diehard, like believed in, like bishops at Camorra, like I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna get recruited. Like at some point during the year, you're like, most teams practice like every day, right? Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> most teams like kind of give a shit. Coach sends us like a text message on Thursday night that has like four plays scribbled on like a napkin, and he's like, learn these tonight. <laughs> Did he say they're pulling their plays from Madden? Yeah. Madden yeah, he playbook. said they literally grabbed their plays off of Madden. That was one of the direct quotes from those players. How did that not work out? Yeah, I mean, they'll work out I'm all the so time for me. <laughs> you can't change, like, the, the gameplay sliders. Tools, like, how good are you at Madden? Like, if you beat me one-on-one on Madden, you're on the team, <laughs> and you're the wide receiver. You beat me by three touchdowns. You're now the offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, so I was telling you before we recorded that there was one story that they mentioned on here that I didn't want to tell you before because I wanted your live reaction of it. Okay, let me hear So this is the same anonymous player as before, and he told a story of one morning when they were supposed to practice, and apparently there was a homeless dude that tried to break into the coach's car. So what did you think they went to practice that day? They did not practice. The coach... Sent the players to beat the homeless man up for trying to break into the coach's car. That was practice. <laughs> that was your practice, practice for today. Get some pads on yeah. and go hit this homeless man. That is like 
What? Real life mean machine, man. Yeah. Real life mean machine in looks and, and everything else about it. That's just the wildest story to me that the coach probably saw it happen and was like, blew the whistle. <laughs> like, guys, get over Everybody here. Everybody stop. <laughs> you, you see that guy running over there pushing the shopping cart? The first, <laughs> the, the first one to knock him unconscious is starting quarterback. God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're working for a real good dude. Yeah. That sounds like the head coach has got a real good head on his shoulder. Hey, I mean, a team bonding experience is a team bonding experience, right? I just want to know who is working at ESPN that like saw this game, or like, or, or what wasn't happening on ESPN that they were they were that desperate to be like, this is the game, this so, is the game for tonight. ESPN's story is that they contract out things for high school games like that to a company. It's called Paragon Marketing. Yeah, and they're the people that go. Or I guess that find these high schools to play in the games. Like apparently they were the people that first got LeBron James's high school on ESPN. Like they went out and found games to play for that to create like these matchups. And for whatever reason, multiple people with that company had to have completely dropped the ball. Oh yeah. And the ESPN announcers were suspicious almost instantly. Yeah, that <laughs> was one of the funniest parts of the entire yeah. game. Like, I, I think it was, like, 30 to nothing in, like, the second quarter, third quarter, and they were calling for the game to be, like, stopped. Yeah. They were like, I'm worried. They were like, I'm worried about the health and safety of these Bishop Sycamore players. It's like, they only have, like, 28 players. Yeah. If somebody gets hurt, they literally can't finish the and, game. And a team like IMG has, like, 75 players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, their JV squad would have destroyed Bishop Sycamore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. They, they probably... Half the game was probably their JV squad. A team full of dudes that got turned down to come play at IMG Academy would have beat that team by five touchdowns. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think, um, back to the commentary, there was there was a part where uh, one of the players got that injured, which isn't funny. I but, think I know this. But two water girls and the head coach came out to check on the player. So, so shockingly, they don't have a medical staff. Yeah. Who would have guessed? <laughs> Pour, so pour some testing on it. Like laying there writhing in pain, and the commentators are like, "Oh, it looks like number sixty-eight is hurt. Um, we don't know who he is because he's, he's, like, not, on the he's not listed on the roster." So, no idea who he was. There's nobody going out to help him. Yeah, and then they just like cut to commercial, and then they probably hey, I'd imagine they just drag him off the field, sitting <laughs> in the corner. Somewhere. Bro, you're really fucking this up for us. Get yeah. off the field. They're gonna notice something's up. We didn't put you on the roster. Yeah. By the way, give me your helmet because our safety needs it. <laughs> <laughs> you all are the only two with that size head. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you have the only extra large helmet on this team. We need it. <laughs> Oh, man. They were like, they told the Paragon marketing people, I guess, that they had multiple D1 prospects on there. Yeah. And, and, then, and, and, you, and uh, you know, Paragon was just like, cool. I like, it. awesome. Cool. Yeah. You all are playing IMG. You schedule IMG. It must be true. Yeah. I wonder when that game was scheduled, though. Did they schedule that, like, the week of? I would assume. I mean, they've are they already. I can't imagine is, they scheduled two games in three days. Well, the crazy thing is they played IMG the season before that, so IMG has to know they're just trash. Yeah. So, like, I get scheduling them to, like, get an easy win, but it's IMG. Like, you want to play a powerhouse team. Right. And if you know Bishop Sycamore is already garbage. Yeah. And, debate, and a questionable team. 
There's yeah, dudes on that team going to like Alabama yeah. and Florida and yeah, like I, Georgia. I think the crazier part of this story is not only that they played IMG, but they played IMG twice. Yeah, they got two games against IMG, and they have. If you go up and down Bishop Sycamore's schedule the last couple of years, like there's some like prestigious like yeah, programs small, that have yeah. played them. So I mean, shout out to them for you know you want to be the best, you got to beat the. I best. I think they were scheduled to play Dematha at some point this year too. They're like they're a powerhouse high school team in Maryland. Yeah, and uh, there was I, I think Duncanville High School was a yeah one. that's a big that, that's Texas school a good one too, and then of course a uh, Paintsville team which Johnson Central that has a history of D one recruits I'm pretty sure so yeah yeah I mean like yeah they definitely were shooting for the moon yeah so, I mean I, I'll give them credit as as corrupt as it was and as as kind of unfair it is for a lot of these players I mean you got to admire the grit of some of these coaches be like <laughs> we're getting on ESPN. Apparently, ever apparently they got some kind of like bonus for like appearing on ESPN, like that they get paid for appearing that, on that there. Was goal like the whole time. Oh, absolutely. We're just, we're just gonna get on ESPN after that. We don't give. Yeah, ten Gs. I think that's what somebody reported that it was. It was like ten thousand dollars. Just like collectively, ten k. Yeah, I think so. Oh well, that's probably not that worth it then. Yeah, I mean, because you know, that, three of that's going to the check you balance. That would fund, <laughs> that would fund a hotel room for the right. team for another like. Yeah, seven to eight days. It's less impressive now. That's um, why they only have twenty something players because they can't afford hotel rooms for like an extra like ten. You still gotta feed them too. Yeah, you can't just. That's half the the pay. The other half is feeding them. Oh my gosh! They said that we. He said the eating was crazy. We probably ate one hot dog every two days. Some most of the time, we just had to run to Target and go get our own food. Oh my god, this is ins- this is insane story. Like, I just don't I want more on this. I also, um, before we move on from this, I would like to give a shout out to uh, James Datar Dater. I don't even I don't know how, I don't to, know how to pronounce it. Bushard from uh, from SB Nation because most of the information that we got was from him. He so. had a great timeline posted yeah. that really broke it down easy for us. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to steal all of his information. So shout out to James. Um, but yeah, so let's transition. And I'll tell you what, before we move on to our next segment, I've got a Bam Buster for you, Bam. All right, let's see it. And let's hear it. It's it's a doozy. And this is a shout out to General Mutton Chops. <sighs> he gave me this one. And he said, you need to use it on your podcast. I said, yes, sir. Okay. All right, so. Friend of the program. Yep. Other than football, name the sport that Jim Brown was an All-American in. If you need the multiple choice, I will give it to you. What sport would Jim Brown be an All-American in? Not only an All-American in, but in this sports Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. So he was not only in the NFL Hall of Fame, as we know. This he is, is pro- also in this sports Hall of this Fame. This is a professional sport? It is It is a professional sport. But was he in the Hall of Fame for playing it professionally? No. Okay, this is this in college? So. He did. He played in college. Okay. Um, he was that good in college that he made it to this sports hall of fame by just playing it in college. Oh my god. Um, I'll give you the multiple choices. Okay. If you want it. I yeah. Think you're gonna need it. I'm gonna need it. All right. Uh, it's gonna be something dumb. I'm like gonna give you five. So basketball, track and field, tennis, lacrosse, or soccer. Did they even have lacrosse back when <laughs> Jim Brown was playing? Was it like the '60s or? I was probably, was probably like the 50s. Yeah, not, yeah. Maybe even the 40s, honestly. I, I, I couldn't give you a history. Eh, probably the 50s. Uh, I'm just going to say track and field. The answer is lacrosse. 
Was it? Jim Brown was an All-American and a Hall of Fame lacrosse player. What the hell? Sort of God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I can imagine football players like Jim Brown is the last person I would expect to see on a lacrosse field. Yeah, but honestly, I mean, just with my history of lacrosse, I didn't play, but I've I've seen it seen it played um, and had friends that play. It'd be a terrifying individual. It is very similar to football as far as contact. Like, yeah, they wear shoulder pads, they wear helmets, and there's a loud there's a loud upper body contact. But it whack is a, the hell out of them with yeah, the stick. You can hit well to a degree. You can hit them, but I imagine 1950s, 1960s across very was lax. Probably, was probably pretty much just rugby <laughs> with with us with a. Stick and a ball. You're just Tanya Harding, somebody yeah. with the. Just, yeah, I mean, can, can you imagine a scarier sight? Like, as a small, fragile little. He seems player, like an angry person sometimes. And then you've got Jim Brown. Yeah. One of the best running backs to ever play right. is running straight at you with the ball. I'm not getting in his way. You can just go score. Oh, my God. Like, no. Just, yep, go ahead. You win. What? Which NFL player would be the best lacrosse player today? Or which one would you least like to play against on the lacrosse field? Well, I guess currently playing. Um, <laughs> yeah, currently playing. Ray Lewis is still number one, even now. Uh, I, I don't know say, what you're talking about. I have nothing but the utmost respect for Ray Lewis if he's right. listening to this. Yeah, uh, hopefully you're a friend of the podcast because we love you, buddy. <laughs> um, so, current NFL player I would least like to see play. Least like to see or most like to see? Because I feel like those are both the same. Least like to play against, most like to see. Yes. Oh God, Miles Garrett, because he probably fucking try to kill me with one. <laughs> Pull the helmet off and beat you with it. Equipment, yeah. Just, I was gonna say the stick and just start. I was gonna say Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald would be a miraculous answer. Have you seen him play basketball? He's probably got. Does he have hops? Bro, he can hoop. He can. He can do it all. Like I was watching it. Uh, I was watching. I think it was a TikTok or something. And he's got handles for days. His first step is. Crazy. Not to mention he's two ninety of solid yeah. muscle. Yeah, and he's he's got a J like just pull up like it looks so smooth. He has he has a floater that's like a kiss of death. He just yeah throws it up and then lands. You know he's just like shaking the hardwood when he lands. <laughs> Imagine if you took Shaq's weight and just condensed it down into like somebody <laughs> that's like five eleven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a complete wrecking ball. Yeah. Human <laughs> just rolling downhill, yeah. toppling everything like in his an path. Eight and three quarter size head. Yeah. Oh God! He's so, got yeah. he's got the roid head. So yeah, uh, Jim Brown, Hall of Fame lacrosse player. That is one of the most stunning things to ever come from these I, bambusters. I had, feeling, I had a feeling you would you would enjoy that. That's a good one. Yeah. So um, I'll I'll let you pop us into our new segment. All right. Well, we're on the topic of cheaters today. Yep. Cheaters and frauds, just like Roy Johnson and yep. the Bishop Sycamore football team. Yep. Keeping the fraudulent terms going. So. I think we could, we should we start with making the determination what is the Bishop Sycamore scam? Is that are they cool version of cheaters or are they are they not cool? That's kind of where we're going with this. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some. I think I have a theory that some cheaters are actually cool and deserve to be applauded regardless of what they did. Yeah, I think with Bishop Sycamore, it kind of comes down to like the players get to determine. Yeah, if they're cool or not. I'm leaning towards not cool. I'm gonna lean towards not cool because it sounds um, like these players were treated like absolute garbage. Yeah, and it sounds like you you ruined quite a few kids who've like maybe had some potential. That maybe that you, you and now they don't have a season. You thought this was their like last chance to maybe like yeah. do something, and now they're yeah. And because of coach decisions, they now have no more season to play. Yeah, nobody will play them now. And they're wanted for fraud in multiple states, probably. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm going to go not cool. On not cool on that. I think we can agree on that. Yep. Okay. So with our cheaters, we've each chosen three teams, players, entities to kind of talk yes. about. And then we're going to determine if they're, uh, if they're cool or not cool. Yep. Um, you start me with your first one. All right. So we're going to talk about the 2017 Houston Astros. Okay. What do you think about them? Uh, fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. I mean, yeah. I don't. Not, not cool whatsoever. Yeah, really, not much has to be said. It, they deserve to be booed. Them. I mean, if you're, it's one thing to steal signs. That's that's a whole. But to use video, yes. to steal signs and then do it an entire season and then win the World Series. Yeah. And then still deny it after yep. you've been caught, like literally red-handed. And then somehow take a nosedive immediately after it starts coming out that you can't do it anymore. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, wow, it's like, look, your hitting stats aren't that good anymore. Yeah, look, you guys That's, actually suck. It's wild how that works, how you all are all average now. Yep. Um. So not cool there. And also just – the fact that and then they started getting mad that they were getting thrown at with the ball and it's like I get it, kind of worry about your safety, but take your fucking licks. Yeah, like I'm usually they, they're coming. So I'm usually team like don't throw it, players like just get over it. But this isn't like somebody like pimping a home run. This is you like cheating the game of baseball. Yeah, out of like a fair contest and not, and not feeling bad about it. Yeah, like, that that's the big thing and I. I think that's why this team is like still hated. But then they got the buffer season with COVID last year where they didn't have to play in front of any fans uh-huh. after all this came out. How convenient. So now these fans have had two years to stew on this. <laughs> waiting for <laughs> They're still pissed. So we did not forget. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost like, I mean, watching the Houston Astros game, like, they're still getting booed. Good. They're still getting booed. Good. It's, it's nuts. Um, all right, so you're Houston Astros. I'm going to go with Diego Maradona. Debatably the greatest, one of the greatest soccer players, football players, depending on where you're from, to ever play to ever play the game. 1986 World Cup champion. Um, and as far as cheating, really just had that one moment, the hand of God. Yes. Diego Maradona, which... Um, Ended up winning that game and then going on to win the world the World Cup. So the I think I'm gonna give him cool. No, he's absolutely he's one of the coolest human beings that have ever lived. Thank you. All right. So as long as we're in agreement. Oh, we're, we're in agreement. Gonna, yeah, yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna shout to the rooftops. He so a lot of a few stats people don't know about him. Not only one of the greatest of all time. He played on his national team like. A few months after he turned 16. Yeah. He's like the youngest. I think he's the youngest kid to ever play. Definitely for Argentina. Especially in Argentina team. where they've got a lot of good players yeah, down there. Yeah, and especially do now because I feel like he inspired an entire like uh, childhood of soccer players. Like Messi. Yeah. Like, he was like Messi's uh, – Messi was his – he was Messi's idol. Right. Um, and, I like, just and also like him. a best friend. But also hardcore pot, uh, partier. Yep. Loved cocaine. Loved amphetamines. This is like what it would look like if Johnny Manziel like actually made it in the NFL. Yes. Uh, yeah. At the, like if Johnny Manziel. Diego football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Diego football. <laughs> and he's a true like got it out the mud story. Because I'm pretty sure he oh, grew absolutely. up in like the slums of Argentina. Yeah. And then became to be like the greatest Argentinian ever. So yep. cool. Absolutely, Absolutely cool. cool. That's a cool stamp for sure. Yep. All right, hit me with your second. All right, so 
the uh, the 2000 Spanish Paralympic team, Paralympic basketball team. You're gonna have to explain <laughs> this one because a lot of people. This don't is obscure. Know this story. Okay, so this is in this particular brand of Paralympic basketball. This is a tournament for the mentally handicapped. Yep. So in this case, we have an entire team full of people that were not. Mentally handicapped. Yep. Playing against teams full of mentally handicapped. There was, I think, there was like fifteen people on the team, and two of them had like minor disabilities. Yeah, and they they kind of like loopholed the system because they came out and was like, "Well, there's really no way to test." Yeah. If if a a player has a mental disability, yeah, I'm sure the rules were a little lax back then. Like they didn't think it was feasible that somebody would even have like the audacity to try and pull this (laughs) off. Uh, it streams a real, uh, real ringer situation here. In yeah, Knoxville's ringer. So, long story short, they uh, they won their games by an average of sixteen points a game. Which I mean, if I'm being honest, it's a little low. I was gonna That's say a- like you should be like run ruling every team. Yeah, like it should you, be like you call yourself a hooper. But do you think they tried to like keep it respectable? Chill it a little to, bit. Like, fly under the radar. Yeah, like kick one out of bounds every now and then. Like a few yeah, double like, dribbles here or there. Yeah, somebody like scoots up and they just drain it from like thirty out and it's like oh shit. Oh man, I have, have to, to I have to like trip when I yeah. walk down the court now. To yeah, throw, gonna, throw it off the set. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have a turnover next possession. That's very obvious. Somebody breaks character like halfway through, like getting hyped, and they're like, "Oh, dude, yeah. shut the fuck up." Oh my God. He goes up just does a windmill dunk like over somebody flexing on him. Yeah. No, so I mean I'm I think I'm gonna speak for every one of our listeners when I say this is very much not cool. Yeah, not cool. That's uh that's a pretty that's one, one of the least cool things you can do. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so my my second one, I'm kinda gonna I'm gonna follow this trend of uh fraudulent or like deception and i'm gonna go with uh, a very not well-known cheater um nora ratjen i think is how you would say that so this player or i guess this competitor was a part of the 1936 um german i think it was sprinter high jump i don't know part of the track and field team and was in 1936, of course, German. This is the Olympics rise, is the rise of Nazi Germany. Hitler is full in power, so probably had something to do with this. Yes. Also, so okay. So anyway, um, this person, Dora, uh, aka Heinrich, <laughs> <laughs> um, was actually, and still to this day, no one knows if it was a man or like just a transgender woman. Yeah, who was just born with male genitalia, but. They, he, he, he binded his genitals to his body. I would assume with some kind of tape or an extreme amount of tape. Yeah. And yeah. And to hide the fact that he had male genitalia, she had male genitalia and competed as a man against women in the 1936 Berlin Olympics. And where do you think, uh, he placed a resounding first place finish? Obviously. No fourth. Didn't even medal. Fourth, didn't Literally even medal. Didn't even medal. There you go, Hitler. So went to all that to like basically castrate yourself yep. for, for the Olympics to race against women and then get slaughtered. You really phoned it in on the yeah, training because really he thought he had it in the bag. Yep. So now to actually redeem him, 
four years later, I believe at the 1940 Olympics, he or she, whatever the moniker would have been, um, or label, did end up winning. And then that's when they found out, mm. hey, by the way, I see... Your dick. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're gonna have to, we're gonna need that medal back. Um, oh my and god! Also, it's it's you know Nazi Germany. He's probably dosed up on so much meth, yeah. and amphetamine that you know. Who knows? I don't know what the drug testing was situation yeah, was oh, like. Absolutely not. No. I think I think meth was fresh on the scene back then. Yeah. Like, we know we, we know Hitler loved it. Yeah. So. Big fan. Yeah. Uh, oh boy, yeah. So that's uh, well, that's that's my second one. So let's go ahead and move to your. Three. I'm gonna say not cool on that one. Yeah, I, I'd say not cool. I mean, if they would have won, maybe, maybe we're talking. And also, maybe Hitler's like uh, tie your shit up and go out there and yeah. get get, uh, get the homeland a gold medal. It's it's not cool for the fact that you're cheating the fair competition. It's a little bit cool that they were able to get away with it twice. Yeah. Like they didn't get caught until the second time. Yeah, that is fair. Also, what a what, what a bad Olympics for for Hitler. Yeah, it was also the Jesse Owens. Jesse, <laughs> yeah, where your superior dominated. your superior race was getting blasted off the face of the earth. Yeah, literally. Yeah, your your superior race who's also cheating yeah. against women can't even win, and then what a, just gets slaughtered by what a flex Jesse for Owens. the three people that did medal in that competition. Though. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, so here we're gonna go to another one that I think might be might be hot, hotly contested. Here we've got yeah. Tim Donahue, well known cheater. This is gonna be a tough one. This is gonna be really tough. Go ahead. I like. Uh, I don't know if I'm sure most people listening to this would know Tim Donahue, but he most was a he was a NBA official in '90s, early 2000s era, and eventually it came out that. He was getting busted for basically associating with the mob, fixing NBA games, mm-hmm. and as well. gambling off those NBA games, some which he even officiated in. Mm-hmm. But throughout his trial, he managed to spill the beans on a lot of nasty things that were going on behind the scene with the NBA. Yeah. Screwed the Kings out of the 2002 uh-huh. championship so they could get the Lakers in the finals. Yeah. Or at least they very much wanted that series to get to a game seven. Yeah. Um, the reason why Steve Nash never made it to a finals. Yep, he deserved he deserved one. Spurs and, or fixed that series, I think, between Spurs and Suns. Yeah. Um. So, but it's tough because as as a gambler myself, I get it. I understand it. That's a, he's like, man, I can, I mean, I can nail this parlay. Yeah. If I just need the Nets to have over yeah. one twenty six tonight. So guess who's calling lots of fouls? Yeah, and I feel like it would be it'd be so much harder back then too because like. Unless you're going through a bookie, yeah, like you have to go place those bets, right? Or, like or somebody has to place it for yeah, you. And then if you're just walking through, just like that's Tim Donahue. Like, yeah, that is an NBA referee leaving the Caesar Sportsbook. Right yeah, there. it's like why do you check into the Caesar Sportsbook once a week for the last five years? Yeah, just about, I would imagine another incognito better, but somebody like that that's that's doing it that prominently definitely has. A I feel like an NBA official is anonymous enough to where like people wouldn't walk in and they wouldn't immediately recognize you. You just look like an average white dude. Yeah, still bold though. Still yeah. bold because one person does and they're like this is fishy. Yeah. Yeah, so I would I would assume that he's probably using a bookie or actually just having people place bets for him is probably Well, I'm assuming if you're in with the mob, you yeah. probably know somebody that can place a bet for you. 
Probably. At least one. Yeah. yeah usually they one. usually they have a guy. Odds are high. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I go back and forth on this is because it's like it's pretty not cool that you like were like messing with the NBA. People love watching basketball and they want to believe that this is the two yeah. best team or the best team's gonna win. Yeah. But on the other end, it's like dealing with the mob. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's some you real some real yeah, gangster cool. stuff. Yeah. You made it out, went to went to jail, came back. Probably made a, had a book deal, made a lot of money. Yeah. So does it? You think it helps or hurts him that that he's a snitch? That hurts yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it hurts his cool uh, uh, repertoire. Anyway. But if he was snitching about stuff like cheating in the NBA, maybe it's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, that's what I mean. He's like right on like the the moral compass. He is like teetering on the edge of that's true. Yeah. Both. Or he's like the Jose Canseco, which was another person that yeah. I think we had on this Honorable list. Mention. Yeah, that like it's like yeah, he was a cheater, and it was awesome watching him hit. But I think actually, to be honest, his is kind of the opposite because like whenever he was cheating, it was awesome hitting five hundred foot missiles with Mark McGuire in Oakland, and his not cool part came when he snitched. Whenever he like yeah. blew the book off of everybody else. Yeah, because he was like the godfather of steroids. Oh yeah, he yeah. was like his book was like the main thing that took down lots of people. Yeah, and it's hard to like be like it's hard to be on steroids in the MLB, and people are like they're like, oh, Mark McGuire is definitely on steroids. Is like, but have you seen Jose Canseco? Yeah, <laughs> like when you make Mark McGuire look like, oh, maybe he's not on steroids. Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's two of them. So yeah, you should probably get off the juice. Yeah, and he left no doubt about it either in the book. He was like, I personally on September eighth, nineteen ninety six, injected Mark Mark McGuire with anabolic steroids in his butt. Yeah, because like, he, he did probably. I feel like he didn't try to hide the fact that he was on it. Like, it's very blatantly obvious. No. His Same. head is the size of a, a van. Like, McGuire literally had that shit, like, sitting in his locker. Oh, yeah. Because like, oh, they, weren't, blah, blah, blah. they yeah. weren't even testing for it at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't understand what they're mad about. Yeah. And that's, that's see. And, I mean, let him do so. Yeah. That's why Barry Bonds, another guy yeah. on here. 1998, 2001, two best summers of baseball. Yeah. My theory is that I told you this is kind of what sparked this conversation that led to this segment is that my theory is that if you're going to be a cheater, you got to be the best. You have to be, you have to be the best. If you are cheating, like if Barry Bonds was like hitting 265 with like 22 home runs and right, yeah. 75 RBIs, it's like, no, you suck. Get out of here. <laughs> but no, Barry Bonds was breaking home run records. Yes, hitting, shattering home run records. Hitting. Right. Dozens of balls into the freaking Pacific Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's and that, my friends, is the definition of cool. I agree. If you're gonna home cheat, runs are cool. If you're as gonna fuck. cheat, be the best. If not, you're just not gonna be cool. Yeah, you're not gonna be cool. Nope. Um, so you actually snagged one of mine. So I'm gonna go. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go, Tanya Harding. Oh my god, Let's go Tanya Harding. Let's go there. Hers, um, I don't know, was hers cheating or was it more of just like a felony? Uh, I mean, you're trying, to compete, <laughs> you're trying to get a competitive edge, but you're definitely breaking a lot of laws. Uh, <laughs> like, the big laws. Yeah. <laughs> so, Can you imagine if <laughs> before like the 2016 NBA Finals, like Steph Curry breaks into LeBron James' house and just crowbars <laughs> his leg? <laughs> it's like on the cam footage. He's like he's like orchestrating the whole thing. Yeah, 
Like or he doesn't. No, he's gonna, he like paid Draymond to do it. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely a Draymond move. Oh boy. So yeah, I would assume everybody knows this story. For those who don't, Tanya Harding was a uh, a figure skater who was I think aging a little bit. Um, I think- was was still performing well, but then um, Nancy Kerrigan, who was a younger like version of her, who was like outperforming her at all these events. I think Tanya was like a child prodigy that like never quite reached her potential Probably, because yeah. she had a lot of mental issues. Yeah. So um, so anyway, uh, Tanya Harding eventually had enough of Nancy Kerrigan, and at while Nancy Kerrigan was practicing a routine. Um, hired somebody to go and literally break her leg. Yeah, right? hit her with yeah. a lead pipe in the yeah. legs. <laughs> it's like how? Oh my god! And then uh, so if you're it was, gonna... I think it was instant karma though, because I don't think she ended up even meddling at those Olympics. No, and then it was found out like pretty soon after that what had happened. Yeah, but it's like hire like pay more money for a better. You gotta be more like, discreet. If your hitman is going to snitch on you like immediately, you can't like, just you roll, didn't spend enough money. You can't just roll up in the middle of the Olympics and hit somebody with a lead pipe. Nothing's going to happen leave. from that. Yeah, just yeah. dump it in the trash and leave. Yeah, it's also like so blatantly obvious. Like this guy just walks up and just smashes this yeah. ice skater's legs and then just moves on like this is the most personal she had to have been tanya harding had to have been like suspect number one 11 minutes after this yeah. attack happened. yeah they're like who immediately benefits from this oh yeah. okay let's go to there she's house. just over in the corner whistling loud yeah, she's there like, <laughs> just watching it like oh jeez. <laughs> oh boy all right so not cool not cool tanya, tanya. Harding, not cool. tanya you're officially on my shit list yeah fuck you tanya okay um what do we got left to talk about? We've got to update everybody on our, our teams this year. Okay. Our college football teams that we selected in the last um, episode. You Your team had a more uh, – had a better performance, so why don't you let me go first? All right. Kind of take it off. Okay. So, as we know, I am now uh, the Oregon Ducks' number one fan. I subscribe to their, I subscribe to their newsletter. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on the email Monday to update me on everything. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start this off. Uh, Anthony Brown, QB, um, pretty good all-around performance. Had two fumbles, one lost, but loved the tenacity. Um, I think he had 250 yards total offense, two TDs, one rushing, one passing. So not bad. Um, The defense didn't start off too hot. Had a scoreless first quarter. Then gave up 10 in the second, 8 in the third, and only 3 in the fourth. So I was pleased with our fourth quarter defense. They had a they, Fresno had a little bit of fight in them. Fresno, this week. They, I think, is going to rattle some cages this year. Oregon got out to a decent little lead at the beginning, yeah. and then Fresno clawed their way back. Fresno, Fresno's going to make some noise this year uh, in the um, in their conference. I think they're going to be. I, I think people are overlooking them, so I'm, I'm excited to uh, to watch Fresno State go undefeated after this game and make Oregon look real good. Nah. So, um, fingers crossed. Uh, so, and honestly, sometimes it's good to get smacked in the mouth in the beginning of the season. Come out with a win, but a tough win. However, um, it was pretty pretty tough because Drew Mathis, um, senior inside linebacker, I think, has potentially um, season-ending injury to his knee. Um, had what you want. Came back, I think had an extra year from COVID eligibility. Yeah. Came back to... Um, That's rough. Try, yeah, and first game down. They haven't confirmed anything yet, but... Didn't look what, great. Yeah, it, it didn't look good. Also lost another 
Another player doing ankle sprain, so that's a little less. Yeah, Thibodeau. Less, that's, that's yeah, a, that's Thibodeau, a, that's right, yeah. You all might not see him again if it's anything remotely bad because he is a projected. He's, they're talking about him possibly being the number one pick in this next year's draft. Yep, so uh, injury prone was tough, but um, Justin Flo really picked up the slack and yeah. um, uh, injured place. Um, had, I think he had 15 tackles, one or two for a loss, and a forced fumble, I believe, yeah. so pretty good. Uh, next game is against Ohio State, and you know what? Offensively, Ohio State looked pretty good, but defensively against Minnesota, yeah, did not impress. And yeah. honestly, if they Minnesota, got lucky. If Minnesota, they got lucky. And if and if Minnesota's running back hadn't have, uh, I don't know if they confirmed it. Looks like he tore his Achilles. But yeah, hadn't gotten injured. We might be singing a different song about Minnesota. We'll Ohio be talking State. about the chaos week of top ten upsets. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to next week's matchup, uh, Oregon and Ohio State. Um, so waiting on my jersey to get in. Yeah. So, yeah. Once again, Phil Knight. I know you're listening. Yep. Um, send me free shit. Merch. Yep. Okay. So my Ball State Cardinals Let's this week, they uh, they had a little bit easier road. They struggled a little bit in the first half. We had a game against Western Illinois, who is a FCS team, and. Uh, it was a rough start for the offense. The defense, impeccable for most of the game. Mm-hmm. It was 7-7 seven to seven at halftime. And second half, we come out, we put some points on the board. We get a passing game going. Really, just one receiver. Hall himself had eight catches for 137 yards. And as a team, we only had 188 passing yards. So... My man was out there putting in most of the work for the wide receiving core. Yeah, balling out there. Yeah, 93 yards and a touchdown for Jones, the running back. Held him off in the fourth quarter. Didn't let him come back. From what I can tell, they, Western Illinois isn't a highly thought of FCS team. They're not a top 25 caliber team. I've heard of them, though. So yeah. That's positive. Tony Romo went to Eastern Illinois, so you never know. Yeah. Never know. One of these, They could have some good players on there. Yeah, shout out but, to them. Uh, this coming week, we've got we've got a tough uh, competition. Also, we're going at Penn State in Happy Valley. Penn State coming off a tough win too. Yeah, a good win they're on the road over Wisconsin. Yeah, they're gonna have some momentum. That is gonna be tough. But uh, but they obvi- might overlook Ball State. Obviously, I'm still taking the Ball State Cardinals to win this game. No, by fifty. Yeah. By fifty. I mean, dating back to last year, they're now eight and one in their last nine games. I yeah. mean, that's. Alabama levels of success. Absolutely. So I'm expecting Alabama levels of success this coming week. Yeah, if I had to guess, I would assume Oregon, Ohio State. Probably going to be Ohio State by like seven and a half or eight. Yeah. They probably would have been more if they would have put up numbers against Minnesota. But since they didn't impress, and I'm definitely um, – I'm going to take the money line of Oregon minus four – for probably plus 3,000 pounds, <laughs> I would assume. Oregon minus four, yeah. all right. Is it at Ohio State? Uh, I believe it is at Ohio State. I no, that's rough. So, that's rough for you, bud. Yeah. Um, it's, you know what, just staying positive. Just staying positive. But uh, the important thing is, as of right now, we're still on track for the uh, Oregon Ball State National Championship game in January. Yep, we're both undefeated, baby. Yep, it's going to stay <laughs> that way. All right. Um, Shout out Muncie. Shout out Muncie. <laughs> so um we do i don't know if we actually did the research on this so if we did you won't hear this because it'll be edited out yeah but if not do we have an update on our boy Kyrie? boy Kyrie, what's Kyrie doing not Kyrie. we'll edit that too yeah. um fucking jr 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 yeah our friend jr smith 
friend of the program, deep personal friend. Uh-huh. Uh, he's back at college, North Carolina A&T, living out his golf dreams. And he's deciding to keep his fans updated on his uh, his goings about in college. And it's... <laughs> Not it's, only his golf, but his academic. His golf. He's talking about all of his tests, the things he's learning, and it's really beautiful seeing somebody who skipped college the first time to go straight to the NBA, getting to live out his college athlete dreams yeah. 15, 16 years later. Yep. I so you have some tweets pulled up from J.R. Smith? I do not at the moment. Okay. Um, but apparently he has been okayed by the NCAA. Yeah, he's to playing. To officially play, yes. Yeah, he's, he's on the team. I saw a tweet from him earlier today where I think it was two days ago actually where he he just discovered truly how big Africa was. He didn't, and he demanded that the world map be changed to reflect that, which I've always thought was should be the case because uh-huh. you can fit North and South America inside of Africa and still have room left over. Like the map does not truly represent how large that continent is. Yeah, so that's actually fair. So I'm with J.R. Smith on this yeah, one. Yeah, you got. Uh, I got your back. Um, so his most recent tweet from six hours ago. Huge shout out to TaylorMade Golf for the new P770s for the upcoming season. So TaylorMade has handed him probably a three thousand dollars set of brand new irons. So I mean, you got to love that the NIL laws are working yeah. for the athletes now, so he can legally accept gifts like this yeah. from TaylorMade. Absolutely, and I'll tell you what, TaylorMade, um, I am a twenty handicap. I would love to be a fifteen handicap. Yeah, my um, irons are seventeen years old, TaylorMade. Yep, I'm sure those P seven seventies would do me wonders. So, anytime you want to sponsor, and I am not above plugging them every single podcast in every possible scenario and every five minutes yeah yeah every podcast will be sponsored so by Taylor made, if you're listening um we're huge fans yeah so that's our jr smith update he found out how big africa was this week good for him I'm yeah happy for him. i'm happy to see what else he's gonna learn throughout this year yeah uh so i think let's we can probably wrap it up i think we have a sponsor though we do have one yeah. sponsor today okay, cool let's so guys they keep rolling in I mean, yeah, it's just I, the money we're making is yeah. incredible off of this. I'm going to quit my job soon. <laughs> so this is for the parents out there. If you are, uh, you've got a child, they've got some athletic prowess, and really you think their high school coach isn't really working with them that well, not producing. So we have a school here <laughs> oh <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> that promises to maximize your child's athletic potential. Online only. Says they, it's yeah, online only. They have they don't make any qualms about. It. We're not here to teach your child to read or write. That's your job. You're a parent. Do, do your what job. you do. Do your, <laughs> do your job at home. So at yeah, this is what you will be provided at Father John Misty Catholic Prep School. <laughs> yeah, the training to exceed their wildest athletic dreams in the hopes that at least one of them will eventually go pro, so that head coach and athletic director Terry Scammington can land a spot in their entourage. There's no curriculum. There's one Toshiba laptop that only has access to Wikipedia. That's not why you come to Father John Misty Catholic Prep. You're coming for the exposure, playing on ESPN against the top ten programs in the country every week. We won't win, but they'll know your name. What was the name of the school? <laughs> Father John Misty Catholic Prep. Keep an eye out for him. Uh, ESPN, the Ocho. Come, come yeah, they're playing Modern Day on ESPN2 next Friday night. Oh, boy. Um... Yeah, so that concludes episode three, guys. Um, more sponsorships to come, <laughs> more merch to come. Hopefully, um, hopefully, some more lucrative sponsorships. Yeah, 
Not that we didn't. The money from Father John Misty Catholic Prep is pretty yeah, good, but really hanging on to this table. I'm really hoping that check goes through. Yeah. But <laughs> it looked legit. It looked legit. Yeah. Definitely had a signature on it. Yes. So that's good. All right, guys. Well, um, that's it. And have a nice night. We'll get back to you soon. Yep.